0: So I want to. Sp- so I'm sure you probably heard about um about you know how people don't like the sound of their voice on audio. I'm sure maybe maybe you're so used to hearing your voice because you work in the entertainment industry. Or maybe you have done some voiceover, but me. May- but maybe you st- maybe when you're like sitting at your desk and you're done recording that conversation for your podcast, you're probably like like. Yeah, I'm like, why am I feeling this way? Yeah, it's a
1: completely normal thing. Like, I remember when I was first editing, like, my video reels, and I had to see myself and hear myself. I was like, this is awful. Um, And there's this element of, like, do I do that with my face? And do I do that with my voice? Is that how my voice sounds? It's like the same way when you listen to, like, a voicemail, and you're like, this doesn't sound like what I hear in my head. Um, and then eventually you get used to it. Uh, so I go back and forth. Like when I edit my own podcast episodes, I'm able to be fine about it. But when I hear myself as a guest on other people's podcasts, I sometimes have an issue. So I don't know why that, that changes for me.
0: Yeah. Like I remember, like I used to, I've recorded my voice before cause I used to have this voice recorder on um, battery and then hear myself like, okay, take the marbles out of your mouth. Or yeah. whatever, it's, or maybe suck on a, or it's a lollipop for a while. Maybe that yeah, could clear up your voice. Bizarre. Or why I still have morning voice, which is the afternoon. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, you know, there's some major celebrities and actors who will refuse to ever watch their movies. So I think Adam Driver might be one of them. Like, I heard a story where... He tells any any show that he goes on to like a talk show that he's a guest on, he'll ask them to not play a part of the movie because it really he doesn't he never watches his movies apparently, and I think one place actually played a clip from the movie and he walked out of the interview. Wow! So some people are very very strict about it.
0: It's like by it's like how people have by dysmorphia when they walk by a mirror. Yeah. It's like voice dysmorphia. <laughs> And my relationship that's a thing but it might
1: no it might be maybe there is something like that and that's just it's just not as commonly known i would i would believe it that sounds very you know accurate to me
0: i also want to also bring that uh, i understand you've written a book and it's about the industry so about the industry about let's say the icebergs like maybe on top it's like uh, all the gloss veneer on the bottom people just don't see
1: Yeah, I actually made an iceberg illusion for actors, actually. It's funny you mention that. So, like, I made my own um, because when I wrote my book, I got to the part. So, basically, yeah, my my book is sort of like the business side of acting. Everything I wish I knew when I left college. Everything from the marketing to what the audition process is like to what the casting process is like. How do you network properly? All the things I wish I knew when I left. And I actually had, you know, while I was writing the book, I was um, inspired to make my own Actor's Iceberg Illusion, which I'm happy to send you, but yeah, it's just it's, it's a book they teach you how to act they don't always teach you how to um, to like approach the business of everything, and you kind of have to learn it yourself
0: right that's, but you know, you think that maybe people don't see the the bottom part, cause maybe when they first thought, like, I want to be an actor because it goes back to, let's say, junior high to high school musical musical production or something.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think you're right. I think that, you know, the top half of An Iceberg Illusion is all the stuff that people see and love and admire, and it's so glamorous, right? You know, you have your own imdb profile there's red carpets you have you know you get to like act in front of a screen you get to perform and then you know either be like you know applauded on stage or on tv but they don't see the like crazy amount of work to get there and how much money it takes how much time and effort and just there's so many catch-22s there's so much rejection and so it is nice to have like a resource to look at to help you with all the navigating that part too.
0: Do you think this will, Do you think this your book will help? Let's say high school students who want to act, but maybe give them some type of a, like an insight and understanding. Like yeah. you know, you may want to like think about it it before you really want to jump into because there's other yeah. there's other positions if you want to enter in the entertainment industry.
1: Exactly. I mean, I really think that it it gives you a much better idea of what's needed in, in being an actor so that you can make like a very informed decision. And you're right. And that's one of the reasons why I made my podcast. I made a podcast called Mentors on the Mic. And every week we highlight like a mentor that is a different part of the entertainment industry, like a, usually a very accomplished mentor in a certain part of the entertainment industry. And I did it because of what you just said, which is that there's this lack of understanding of what other roles are out there. You know, like you think to yourself, okay, well, I know there's an actor, I know there's a director, I know there's a producer, but what do they do really on a given day, day-to-day basis? And also, there's just so many other roles out there. There's what does an editor do? What does an editorial analyst do? What does the vice president of a network do? And I just think that there's this, unfortunately, like, you know, people yeah, just... Yeah, there's other driver
0: thought. positions out there like that where exactly. you're where you're the in charge, you're doing what needs to get done.
1: Yeah, I think there's just so many, you know, there's only so many roles that are really front and center and people have an idea for it. There's so many roles. Like you said, it might not be the right choice for you to be an actor. Maybe you read the book and you go, you know what? There's just so much going on. It's not quite what I thought it would be. I think I'd probably be better doing some other role. I just don't know what other role there is or like what I could do. And that's what this podcast really was meant for.
0: Do you think, do you think, um, people don't, people say actor, but they don't think, like, let's say, doing the whole backstage, like, help out backstage, like, either being a makeup artist or a costume assistant or costume designer or something. Or.
1: Yeah, I think there, it depends on what your interests are. Like, if you're an actor who also kind of has a love or proclivity to, like, make clothes or, you know, do makeup for yourself and you really enjoy it, then it would make sense to have that other role. Like, I've known a couple makeup artists who are also actors. And they just do both, depending on the if it if acting doesn't
0: turn out.
1: Yeah, well, that too, or they just do both simultaneously. Like one week they'll do a makeup artist job, one week they'll do an acting job, and it's just another way to make money and stay in the business and make networks, you know, make connections. So I think it kind of depends. But overall, I I don't know how much overlap there is on those positions. You know, like there's like with makeup, you really have to be sort of creative. makeup and like really love it in order to be able to do that so you know in case you're an actor it might not translate very well to do that but there might be other jobs that you would be more interested in and you just don't even know it like maybe some backstage like you said um and some could just be like you know I, i you know my sister by the way so here's an example my sister she's actually having a call with one of the people that were on my podcast actually and my sister's kind of like she got her master's in social work like really nothing to do with entertainment and you know she's she's worked in hr she's worked at like a, a jewish agency she's worked at like a couple different things and she heard one of the mentors on my podcast talk about she was a vice president at Cartoon. done anything in entertainment like I've always wanted to get into children's programming I just never really knew what that would be like or what kind of positions are out there so she heard the episode and she was like oh I'd like to talk to her about like maybe this is something I could do maybe this is something I could figure out how to start even though none of my positions have been in that so it's for both it's for people who maybe never thought they'd be in entertainment or didn't know where they'd fit in and for people who you know, want to be in it and just didn't, you know, maybe not know what the next step would be. Like I had had another friend who did something, you know, did only entertainment jobs and she wanted to do something else. and And I asked her what, what is the other job? What is the job you're going to apply for next? And she was like, Michelle, I have no idea. Like, I don't know what other jobs. I'm just kind of looking and just trying to see what's available and what's open. And I'm like, no, I want you to have an idea of like what you want. I wish there was a way you could look at one place and look at all these different types of jobs and talk to people in that job. Coming back to
0: jobs, like, I'm sure you had plenty of jobs before you ever decided, you know, jump headfirst into acting. And I'm sure maybe you probably went out on job interviews and probably got emails or called back. like, we decided to go with a different kid. And it could be very, like, makes you feel very down about it. (laughs) Yeah, actually, I haven't.
1: Um, I went right into acting, so oh. I, I've been acting since I was five or six, and I professionally started doing it right out right after college. And when I say professional, I mean like I still was developing my career and I did student films and low budget films, try to get my agent, but I was really working towards that goal. So I've never really, I've done a couple of professional interviews for like side jobs and part time jobs, but never full time jobs before acting. So I've never really had a full time job. So.
0: Um, well, you could say, yeah. well, like I said, side gig still kind of 'cause because you know you're based there, and I'm sure you probably remember some questions they were asked are just like, a little impersonal, like, how is this anything to do with this part time or gig job?
1: <laughs> yeah, you know it's interesting what they ask at interviews, for sure.
0: But hey, you ever think about when you go out on dish, and, and sometimes be beyond that was odd dish when you probably compare you audition to certain side job interviews that you had?
1: Hmm. Um, the only time that I feel like it can compare it the two is not with auditions. It's with, um, audition- it's with like when I meet agents. So when I meet agents and managers or like if I'm looking for a new agent, the same sort of questions are like the ones at an interview. So they'll ask you, it'll be like, oh, tell me about yourself. And the, the answer they want is very similar to what the answer I feel like bosses want for other types of jobs. But for auditions, it's strictly you come in, you do the audition, and you leave. So it's very, like, there's no questions. That They sometimes will be like, how are you? But they don't even really want to know. They just want you to do the job and walk out. So it can be like a two-minute thing.
0: So... I wanna also, um okay, I wanna also circle back to do, do you ever did any like junior high, high school production?
1: I did, yeah. I've been acting since I was in elementary school, so I did a lot of like school plays.
0: So let's say okay, let's say your old high school called you and asked if you wanna speak to a bunch of let's say students who probably Thing or are doing some type of production of any musical or play, and they ask you, Okay, come speak. Like, and they ask you about you know, once you will ask about advice about so and so.
1: Oh, yeah, 100%. I mean, I don't do that as much for my high school, but for my college, I help out a lot and I mentor a lot of people and I take a lot of meetings with like people who are currently students who are just graduated who want to be actors or in the industry. And um, I actually create events like alumni events for my college. So I'll get like alumni together in different parts of the uh, entertainment industry and I'll get them together and I'll do like panels or interviews. And that's one of the reasons why I started my podcast was that I was getting a lot of really cool alumni to do events for Brandeis, my college that I went to. And so I decided to take some of that and, and apply it with my um, podcast and, and expand that.
0: You know, it's interesting. Um, I want to circle back to the whole junior high, high school, which I get why people do it, because, you know, just to be involved with school and stuff. But, you know, they, the way how they choose certain musicals, like, okay, no, you couldn't pick something else or a certain other... No, you got to do Grease like every other high school production. <laughs> like every other high school, public high school. <laughs> couldn't just yeah. do something a little different. <laughs>
1: Yeah. Wait. What? Sorry.
0: What was the question? I think it, it kind of um, oh, it went out. Like the it was like. Oh no, that was no. Answers. I was just no. I was just asking no. It was no. It was. It's interesting how um, theater departments in high school, or junior high, they how they choose certain musical. What's appropriate, what's not like? It's not like you can choose like one of those risque plays or musicals. Oh
1: uh, right. Yeah. There's definitely a. a like, a recycling of the same type of shows.
0: Definitely, because I remember when I went enter my, like, public high... Because you know how most public high schools, like, first of all, they're going to know about this stuff when they enter out of high school, so why not prepare them just to do a musical production? Yeah. Because there's certain... There's some played musical that are just... That some schools that are located in a certain neighborhood, that are just oh, that that's just too much.
1: Right. Yeah, it's true.
0: Because I'm sure you recalled it from when you were in high school, junior high.
1: Yeah, for sure. I mean, we definitely did like the standard type plays, especially in even in elementary school. You know, Annie. Because we, you know, we did a. Annie, Bye Bye Birdie, the Pajama Game, like just a lot of the you know, standards, if you will, and then you know kept going. Right. I also went to theater camps. Oh, so there you were a did lot of those type of shows at theater camps too.
0: I'm sure you probably heard of the generalizations of actors too, and I'm probably maybe one sticks out. maybe most are servers at a restaurant, but. I never heard never heard an actor who worked in retail. Never.
1: <laughs> oh, um, no, I think there's definitely some actors. I think you're right though. Like waitressing is way more of like the common job that um actors tend to have. But there are actors who work in retail. I think it just um, I think maybe it just they just potentially don't make as much money as you could get maybe from tips and waitressing job. So it's not as preferable. I. And also, like, with, you know, with retail, like you kind of have to do certain hours. The idea behind a waitressing job or whatever, you, you really with an actor's side hustle, you really want something that's flexible enough that if you have a last-minute audition, you're able to leave and do it. And so with a waitressing job, you can usually have someone cover you. For a retail job, I don't think they can, like, very often cover you at last minute. I did have a retail job for a little while. I was like um, an act- uh, Abercrombie and Fitch girl or whatever. And I remember they had a very weirdly, like almost unfair policy that if you have an audition or a casting, you can call out of your shift at last minute. Right. So if I ever just didn't want to work, I would call and be like, sorry, I have an audition. <laughs> Can't come. And they'd be like, oh,
0: that's fine. Yeah. So that one works. I remember I worked in retail. I worked at a seasonal, but it was like nothing behind. Like the, I didn't do the whole makeup counter thing because I was did the whole like back stock, like you know, stand worked in a certain area and like just just did that for like if a custom approach. I'm like yeah, trying to you know what. <laughs> There's certain times I will have, but I realize I know many people who probably like you said about there are actors who who do work in retail, it's basically kind of like, you know, you're putting on a role. like You're putting on your acting face. Even if there's some days you just don't want to smile. Yeah.
1: I completely get that, for sure.
0: Because <laughs> it's funny, because I believe it was the general manager at the department said, just, if you don't feel like, just put on your acting face.
1: <laughs> exactly. I think it's such a, yeah, it's so true. It's
0: like, fake smile. <laughs>
1: Just, like,
0: you know, just smile until, you know, someone believes you. Yep. It's, like, most areas, most certain... It's, like, so funny about retail, how sometimes it's just... Whatever you're doing, it's, like, very mundane. But with, if you're a hostess or a server, it's, like, you're just walking back and forth, seeing people, or just offering drinks drink, and drinking. it's kind of not really... It's just very mundane routine if you
1: um you know yes and no i think it kind of depends you know like i just the person that i had on my podcast today or the episode that i dropped today is with the casting director she actually cast me in the tv show homeland and she was talking about how she used to waitress and how she feels her waitressing experience really helped her as a casting director like she was saying with like as a waitress she had to constantly really be mindful of different people and their personalities and like you know certain people needed to be talked to a certain way and some people you know you leave them alone and some people you ask them with a smile how they're doing and you're you you offer them extra stuff and you really she was like i just feel like i read people really well and it really helped me as a casting director to read different people too
0: yeah, it so, also depends on, some people just want to browse around the store. They don't want to be bothered. Like, look, I can, I'm very helpful. Yeah. I'm human being. Let me, just leave me alone.
1: <laughs> right, exactly.
0: I'm gonna also circle back to maybe more of your book. Um, do you think, like, some? Do you think that, like, there's not gonna be really time when people who do and bark on that industry, there's not gonna really be time to really get a manicure or and that whole self care. Oh.
1: Um. That's a good point. So, a lot of my book, I actually devoted a whole part to self care. Because I think it's incredibly important. I think actors find it hard to sometimes make that time sometimes. But, I mean, something like a manicure, and granted, I haven't gotten a manicure in, like, seven months because of COVID. Um, But something like a manicure is actually very important for auditions, especially for commercials and print stuff. And I've done a lot of commercials for hand modeling where, like, they, like, looked at my hands and whatever. And so for those auditions, you really need a manicure. So, things like that, it's a form of self-care, but it's also kind of important in your acting field to, like, have beautiful nails or whatever, and they ask you, they, like, literally will ask you to look at your hands and go like this when you're, like, in front of the camera. So, but I do think it's important to, to maintain self-care and to make sure you're, you know, you have a self-care routine, whether it's meditation or journaling or taking walks or exercising. Um, I do think it's important, and I devoted a whole part to it. Not even a chapter, like, multiple chapters to it.
0: you think, like, when people, when they go out on that audition, and they will get their first rejection, and they start feeling very low about themselves, just down, and it's like, oh, I'm definitely just not cut out for this?
1: that's a huge part of it like some people you know they take it in stride and they don't let it bother them but it's very easy to get caught up in the rejection you get rejected way more than you get you know booked any on anything like people will have countless stories of their rejections and people really only see the like successes
0: how many have you ever have like how you been rejected? on certain, it doesn't necessarily be for audition, but, like, certain other elements, certain aspect that isn't acting-relating?
1: Um, sure, yeah. Uh, trying to think. I mean, obviously, most of the rejection that comes to mind comes from acting stuff. People, personally, yeah, I've been rejected, um, by, like, people that I wanted to date, maybe. Um, or I'm trying to think of, like, certain jobs that I went in for and didn't get. I sometimes will apply to jobs that, like, I think it would be good for online, and I don't hear back. So, yeah. I think it's a common thing people have. Like, I think most people deal with a certain amount of rejection. I think just actors deal with it, like, way more than the average person.
0: What's something, like, let's say that you, maybe before you ever decide well, you said you jumped... You jumped it at intact at age five, but I'm sure there was something that you were very interested in doing. Then it's like, maybe this is something I'm going to really like that isn't like entertainment related.
1: What do you mean? Like,
0: a, like another like that, job like, or like? No, like another like- occupation that isn't like like, let's say that's non entertainment related. Like, maybe outside of another industry, like... Um,
1: well, it's hard to say. I've always wanted to be an actor, so I just always knew I was going to do that. Um, some of my side jobs that I've done, like, I'll do other types of jobs outside of acting, and so maybe in those cases, but, I mean, I really just have only, you know, really pursued acting, so everything else has just been in service to my acting career.
0: No, the reason I asked because I... I'm sure there was maybe, like, some type of, like, a hobby that you were interested in. Most people say photography. Most people say, like, they were, they want to do sketch artists or or something. Oh,
1: well, I mean, I have hobbies. Like, I, I play tennis occasionally, and, like, I like to write, obviously. Now my podcast is a little bit more of a hobby. So, like, you know, do you mean, like, those things?
0: Yeah, something, yeah, something related, like...
1: I mean... So I will say this. So I grew up, you know, wanting to be an actress, but my hobby was acting. So like every Saturday I would take classes in acting um, and every day I would be in a play at school. That was like me acting. And then on the summers, I would act all summer. So like that was my hobby growing up because I knew there were only a couple opportunities for me to professionally do it before college. So most of the time, that was considered my main hobby. So when people saw me, they knew me as the actor. They knew me as like, oh, that's the girl who's in all the plays. That's the girl who, you know, goes to theater camp in the summer. So, you know, that was really like, although I like also went to tennis camp for like a couple weeks, you know, it was really my main thing was was like acting. So that was really my major hobby.
0: I'm not really sure if you recall this, but you remember maybe in your your final year of high school, and they always do like some type of senior celebrity awards thing where you just put your name on a ballot and you you get voted in for some type of title, let's say most unique or miss miss title of your high school, like yeah, those types really of.
1: Yeah, we really didn't have that in high school. I had um high school was 3,200 students. Oh. So they would not have been able to do that. My junior high, my middle school, we did that, but I was the one who chose everybody's superlatives. So, like, I think I called myself most dramatic because I was the actor. But I got to choose it, so. I
0: I remember, I kind of remember my high school. They did that, and they called called it senior slip. But some of the titles were a little, I guess you can say, like, very on those one- one for most good look and most phonogenic, like okay, you where did you get these titles some out of a nineties teen movie, yeah, right
1: that's so
0: funny, or yeah. one will have miss title of the school, let's say Miss Madison or Miss congeniality, like <laughs> um, yeah, that's so funny, no, we didn't do that, but that sounds kind of interesting, oh. I still have that yearbook, and it kind of makes me laugh. I kind of crack yeah, up a lot.
1: For sure, I would love to.
0: That... I want to also return back to let's say the stereotype. What's one stereotype that you probably heard when you when you started out when you were like maybe got a little older, maybe like around thirteen that you probably heard.
1: to mind is that I felt like I always heard from people that acting was super hard and don't do it. Like, I remember my mother and I would meet people who were actors or who were bigger, and my mom and I would always be like, you know, my daughter daughter's an actress or I'm an actress. Like, do you have any advice? And I really wanted them to just, like, connect me with people that could get me ahead. But I wanted advice, and they would always say, don't do it. Find something else. And I I'd find that to be very frustrating because you know, I was so sure that this is what I wanted to do. So that wasn't enough to discourage me. But it was frustrating that they felt like I felt like they had a level of success that I thought maybe they could help me with. And I, I really wanted them to like it. Like, I really wanted to hear, you know, you, you, that if you talk to actors, they all kind of know that they're crazy for doing it. Like, I, I even heard a podcast recently called Smart List, which has, like, big actors like Jason Bateman and Sean Hayes and Will Forte, and they were talking to Jennifer Aniston. It was a great episode. Highly recommend it. But I, I don't remember who it was. I think it was Jason Bateman. But they made a joke. He, made, he still made a joke. Like, he was crazy for being an actor. And I was like, I don't understand. You guys are so successful. You get to do what you love. Like, you get to be in movies. and. See, but they know how crazy this industry is, even at that level of success. So that part's really weird to me still. But I remember when I was younger, I was so stressed out of like annoyed at people for telling me
0: that. Do you think that there are actors who are also models, but models and actor people always make that big generalization that model and actors are a little two different occupations?
1: Um, I think that there's level there's similarities to both. So I think that actors would do well to learn how to model and models would do well to learn how to act because there's just, there's just so much overlap between them. So like models get called in for commercials, right? And they want a pretty model to like, you know, showcase a product in a commercial, but that model needs to be able to know how to act and kind of like be genuine and authentic and talking about the product and like memorize lines and just like know all the acting stuff. But actors sometimes have to go in and they'll have to take headshots or they'll have to pose for pictures. And so it really helped them to know how to model, know their angles, know how to feel comfortable in front of a camera, looking into the camera. So there is a lot of overlap. And, you know, I I, I think both jobs require like a lot of knowledge and dedication.
0: How do you think um, there? you think there's there's a reason why people make these generalizations of, you know, with any occupation, where if you're a writer or an actor or a model or whatever your occupation is, do you think there's a reason for, the, for it?
1: What kind of stereotypes are you thinking
0: of? Like, let's, like I say, come back to modeling acting. Like, you think there's a reason why some do it?
1: Well, I don't know what stereotypes that actors and models usually get. I mean, there's different ones that are negative. There's some that are positive. But i it's hard to really remark on... Um, I'm trying to think. Like, if, if there's a specific one you're thinking of with regards to actors and models, um, I'm happy to comment on it. But I can't really... Like, I don't really know.
0: Okay. Um... Well, maybe there is maybe, like maybe negative or maybe there's like like come kind of like back what you just said about when you first started like when about when you were trying to network you think okay. there was some reason why they say t- don't do maybe because it was some type of intimidation or
1: felt like this business is crazy don't do it like I think they were really trying to look out for me like I think that even if they didn't know me I think they know it's so hard there's so much rejection most people don't do it for every successful person in the industry they know like 25 people at least who aren't successful so when you see those odds you think to yourself like no one should do this this makes no sense and now that I'm on the other side you know and I I tell younger actors too like kind of what we talked about earlier on like you know it's the same thing I, I agree with them now like unless you 100% have to do it do something else because it is so hard that it's just not worth putting all that attention effort into it unless you really 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 love it um i always recommend people trying it but um like just dip your toes just, into it just
0: and then yeah maybe. Like, if
1: you want to try it because you're really interested and you love it yeah dip your toes you know learn Try to see how you know if you can do it. I tell people not to quit their full-time jobs if they have any. I'll say like, there's just too much you can do while you have a full-time job. You'll just have to work harder. Um, but I think people have this sort of false expectation that it's much faster to figure out whether you can do it or not, and it's not true. Like, you won't be getting the big TV film auditions normally for years. You know, there's people who I know who've been doing this for years. And have never gotten in for a television show or film, you know they only go in for the small like student films and low budget films. There's it, there's almost like this arc that you kind of have to go through, and it's,
0: it's like very um up and down. it's like a the pyramid scheme. It's like you know how it's like um you start from the food chain and then you it's
1: not a pyramid scheme, but it's more like it it's more like a, um no, I wouldn't say that. I would say more like it's this like let's say you know you think of a normal career path is going like this uh it's hard to say let me try to describe that on audio but like kind of like you know it goes sort of up there's this level of as time goes on you're kind of getting further and further up a food chain or whatever and with actors it'll just go up and down over time like you'll go down then you'll go up again then you'll go down it's just really up and down
0: there's no yeah it's like a roller coaster you just keep just it's a roller. just keep it really is it's like that. It's, yeah, like being, like I, it's like being on the cyclone and calling out like up and down, up and down, up and down. like you know. it's,
1: it's true. You know, like I'll get nothing for months. And then one week I'll book three projects in the same week. And I have to choose between the three projects, which makes no sense. I was just, not, had nothing going on. Why couldn't any of those projects be on those? So then I have to choose between the three projects. Or like, I remember one week I booked Homeland, no, I
0: booked Blue Bloods,
1: which is another New York City television show with Tom Selleck, I booked, and Donnie Wahlberg, I booked Blue Bloods, filmed Blue Bloods, the next day I got like a major TV audition for like a big, big, big role in a new show. And that went really well. And like the next day, I got dropped by my manager. You know, and it was like, but, but I just booked that's something, all, I, and I just got this new major audition, and then my manager
0: said, "I'm sorry, it's like out together. of nowhere."
1: <laughs> so it's very up and down. You're just like, "This is so crazy." You know, it's
0: bizarre. Do you think, like, since do you think since what's been going on with COVID? Do you think like the how the entertainment industry is now, like, movie theaters shutting down or just? theaters in general you think it's gonna like maybe change certain things like or maybe
1: yeah I mean it it really will be there will be more uh streaming opportunities as opposed to you know film um the films that will come out will you know are all being pushed back right now or they'll be aired on like some sort of streaming platform like Netflix or Disney Plus or um, Hulu, whatever, and or Amazon Prime, and then um, what else? I mean, auditions are done differently because of what's going on, and then there's just less stuff casting because people are worried about being unset. So it's gonna, it's definitely gonna change at least for a while. The Theater is completely down. Like yeah, it just completely feels completely online, so.
0: it just feels like it's an apocalypse out there <laughs> since March. It's
1: crazy.
0: Yeah. It's crazy. I don't know if you probably maybe you have went to the grocery store because i wouldn't bring this up i'm sure you know how amazon you know now you could buy food online which who would buy food online which that's just a little i buy food online oh you do okay oh i
1: totally do yeah i buy it because the thing is amazon come it literally like if you order on amazon you order from your nearest supermarket
0: Okay. So it's like you're okay. ordering
1: from your nearest supermarket, so that's what Ama- that's what it means with Amazon. So like Amazon's connected to like Whole Foods. Okay. So it's like I'm ordering from Whole Foods, so I get it like in two hours. Okay. Okay.
0: I'm, yeah. I was gonna. So say, that's different. I was gonna say some because you know, it's most people would be obvious. a little most people would be a little skeptic about finding groceries online because you know sometimes the person who's delivering you don't know a lot of things
1: different for different people like I'm sure if I spoke to people about what's going on with like New York City right now like I'm taking the subway I'm taking the bus I'm ordering food I'm ordering you know like I I don't try to step into a lot of establishments but like still took the subway today so like I think it depends on the on people I think every area is doing it differently I think the subways aren't as crowded as they usually are but there's people on it you know and like
0: You just Um, gotta wear a mask and have sanitizer.
1: Yep, exactly. So I think everyone's just handling it a bit differently, but it's starting to feel not normal by any means. It's definitely not normal, but you know, there's a lot of normalcy going on right
0: now. Like, do you think people overuse the word normal? Like, because it's headline most, it's headline a lot. Like, not a lot, but you know, often when you see often when you see something let's say on on the google app like headline okay this is the new normal something yeah it's
1: about your new normal so it's definitely something people think about a lot